listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. Brian, your party sucks. Oh, guys. Yep. Like usual. <laughs> I, yep. You know, I tried really hard to be innovative and you get a, a, a clown Santa. Hey, you innovate why? This. Why? <laughs> yeah. At what point did that ever seem like a good idea to you? I thought that maybe the Santa you are, would you help you with it. And I think ideas. we can all agree that that was a backwards step. Ooh, so ooh. I apologize for that. But you know what? I think I know what's making this not work. Yeah, you. I, <laughs> okay, fuck off. Number one. But number two... We're not all here. Oh God, that's true. You know, we, we need. We I we just I wish. The yeah, because your ego be is taking up the remainder of the fucking room, bro. Hang on a second. Oh, shit. Oh my God, is it the clown Santa? Is it the Kill Krampus? It. Probably the clown Santa. Oh, oh my God, I've got my hat. Open hatchet. the door. If open it's the, the door, fucking Roxy. Krampus, I'm gonna clown shoot myself. Santa. Oh, it's Dave. <sighs> oh, it's just. Oh Dave. my God, it's Dave McGuire. Oh. Hi guys. Hey bro. Hey. Just when you think nothing could be worse than the clown Santa. <laughs> Dave McGuire. It's like if the clown Santa and Krampus Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> we were going to have a clown Santa? <laughs> Not anymore. I but tried, but I think I think we all agreed that it looked a little I bit like... I would have chipped in $20 for a clown Santa. It looked a little bit like that dude from the Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, so we think we all can say it was backwards. You're step. the Rob Zombie of Christmas. So, <laughs> I'm the Rob... Oh, God. Jingle so, bells, motherfucker. <laughs> mea culpa, everybody. Mea culpa. Mea maxima culpa. Speak uh, English. Okay, yeah. I want to say that I think that's the fourth episode you've said that on. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, Brian. We get row. it, Brian. You went to college. <laughs> you went to college. Like, like, we get it, Brian. You're Catholic. Just, just stop rubbing it in. It's not 1965 anymore, so Latin doesn't make you sound like anything but douchey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Rushmore joke. <laughs> I learned Latin. What else did you do? <laughs> well, well. I love Rushmore. Mea culpa. Latin for my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. You know, I just, I'll, I'll work on it. So, like I said, just mea culpa. Well, uh, but Dave, hi. Oh, God, hey. he said it again. <laughs> Dave is looking. I can't a... even. Uh, <laughs> That's the first. I'm putting Italian how many yeah, times. Yeah, I know. How many times that? That's, I'm not going to say it this time. Okay, not good. once this good. month. I Apparently, you. we'll say it for you. Well, hello, Roxy. Hi, Dave. Hello, Sean. Hello, Dave. I like your outfit. Thank you. I do you the hat and shirt that. combo. The hat and the hat and jacket combo. Scream! I was just at a coffee shop writing my screenplay. Yeah, that's exactly true. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know. Right? In, fact, in fact, I wore this hat specifically because I bought it in Vegas. Oh, that's right. Yes. The hat shop at the Venetian. Yeah, that's right. That was so much I fun. That was fun. And you know, you're just missing a scarf before you could look like you'd be part of a caroling troupe. Well, so. it's not cold enough quite yet in the Bay Area for scarf weather. I know. Halfway we're, we're, through November. I'm sure we're going to get there one day. It's going to be like May 1st. There's going to be only like. Only day of scarf There'll weather. be like two days in January and that's it. Well. It's because of global warming. That global exist, warming Brian. is going to kill us. Well, I mean, hell has frozen over recently. So yeah. it could be next for California. That's true. That's anyway, just, moving right along. See, so that. is, that's the most political that I'm going to get works? tonight. Are, are the, are the, is the weather reversed? So if mm-hmm. hell freezes over, the rest of the planet heats up. Don't get you. Don't get your ducks in. Okay, there. I don't know. That makes like that, so right? much don't, sense. I know. Like, let's not get into like exo and endothermic reactions. So. Exactly. I watched before the flood. Leonardo your joke was good. Caprio knows like he was about. <laughs> the difference. Showmanship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that we're all here together, guys. Just in time for our bullshit. Yay! 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 Yay. 
Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxino Berry. And I'm Sean Moriarty. And with us in the Nerd Cave again. Again! Again <laughs> is uh, Nerds on Film co-founder. And voted best dancer at my wedding. Uh, Next to our little cousin, Cri- Andrew. Criteria, no, well, yeah, but criteria for best dancer was... It was an equation that worked in time on the dance floor with uh, sweat yield. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> sweat yield. I don't think I, think I didn't that realize was... how bad it was until I got back up to my room. It was room. so hot in there. And like, yeah. the shirt was once a light blue. It was like it was ocean dark. Like yeah. it was yeah. like bottom of the ocean dark blue. It was nuts. yeah. Because I think we were like mm-hmm. contested for time on the dance floor, uh, but you definitely had the sweat yield. Oh yeah. 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 No, and and. It. And, and part of this was also like, I, I remember doing it, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I don't think I actually did that. Was during Journeys Don't Stop Believing, mm-hmm. I slid on my knees and performed the, an air guitar solo <laughs> during the guitar solo, which riled the crowd up, apparently. I was so drunk. Oh How are your pants? Were you oh, they were fine. Okay. But I mean, you guys mentioned this on the last show, post-wedding. The, the 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 gentleman that was passing around champagne, like I slipped him a fiver. Oh yeah, that was great. And he, and he, and he and no, because well, like, well, Sarah <laughs> said it as a joke, and he goes, "Here you go," and he just puts it on the table, and I go, "Here's my last five dollars," and he goes, "Thank you." I was so drunk at the post, like at the party, at the reception, that like I re- I just I literally sweated it all out, and then I went upstairs and I took a really hot shower, and then fell asleep. <laughs> there you go. Life of the. How are you the oh, next day? Because you had a, you had an early morning flight. Uh, it sucked. Okay, it really did because I had to. Get, but I mean, I was also like nervous about making the flight. Mm. Okay, so I wasn't so like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Adrenaline but you weren't so hungover. The, the adrenaline took over. What was that? But you weren't hungover though. No. Okay. Well, Not once was I hungover the entire trip. Okay. Holy Actually, I shit! That. I was hungover the. Okay, wait, no. The entire trip. You have to not be drunk to be hungover. So I just kept drinking <laughs> until I. Wasn't hungover anymore. You weaned yourself that. off. <laughs> he was. He was finally hungover the Thursday following the wedding. No, it took it took about two weeks after Vegas because of all the damage that I did to myself to actually feel normal. Wow. Yeah, and I think he also took yeah. five years off of his uh, kidneys too. I wasn't yeah. like like hangover. Like I wasn't like headache hang- hungover. But when I went to the Bellagio after the first night of drinking, which was I think was the bachelor party. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I was at the buffet and like. Nothing was appetizing. Like I, would, I, I got a plate and I was like, "I'm so happy." And then I started looking at it. And I was like, "I don't want any of this." Papa like, D is not happy is, anymore. Is there is there oatmeal? Is there do you have yogurt? Can I have a hug? Granola? Oatmeal with nothing. And in the it. guy was like, "Do you want a drink, sir?" And I was like, "I want all the water." <laughs> hey, Dave, didn't Deshaun? Um... I saw two Deshauns. <laughs> Wasn't he one of your? You saw two. I saw table? two. So I think your Deshaun was a card dealer. Yeah. My Deshaun. <laughs> Was the guy that got me the key back to my room because like I kept locking myself out of my room. <laughs> How? Because I just every time like I go like I'd walk out and I was like, you're I'm fucking go. Lewis Tully in Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> every I'm time just gonna have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> every time we were like, okay guys, let's go hang out. I was like walking out the door and like I get halfway down the hallway and I do my little check of like okay I got my phone, got my you know stuff and I was like oh my room key and I hear the click and I was like. Fuck me. Well, this is why you keep it in your wallet. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It just meant that like drunk David got to go to the front desk and be like, "Excuse me, can I?" So at the can front I have the key you... in my room, please? And then I saw Deshaun, and I was like, "Oh my god." Do you slide your card in at the flamingo, or do you just put it up against the sensor? You slide. 
you insert See, the it. Ones you that, insert. Yeah, the ones that uh, Caesars they had, you just had to put it up against the sensor. So I put it in my wallet, and all I had to do was take my wallet out and put it against the door, and it was done. See, I, I think my vagina demagnetized mine. Wow. It can do that? What? Can do that? I think it was her purse. Yeah. Well, or that. No. You need to probably like, get that checked you, out. Like, or was is, it... Like, do you have, like, an IUD that's magnetic or something? <laughs> I no wish. hotel card can resist <laughs> Or was it my, um, or was Roxy's it my, uh, electric my lipstick. Oh, my God, that was so funny. <laughs> Sarah's <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> so I have a magnet on my lipstick because I have a magnetic makeup board in my room. So oh, okay. it helps me keep organized and shit like yeah. that. So I, I, and I had this lipstick and I wasn't necessarily like carrying a decent purse, but like Roxy had a good one. So I was like, hey, can you hold on to my lipstick? And she would like put it in her purse. And then like every single time she took it out, it was like some type of Canadian change was stuck to the <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Some like tootie or loony right, would get right. like attached to her lipstick, and I'm like, "Hey, you want a tootie?" She's <laughs> like, "What?" It's ridiculous. That's so funny. It was yeah. adorable. Okay, but guys, <laughs> that is not. We're not here because we want to reminisce some more about Sean's wedding. As much fun as it was. Oh my god, so much. Fun. I'm just, we, I'm just want you to piece it together for me so I can actually remember <laughs> what happened. I just remember we almost died. We almost yeah. died. It was oh, a very scary. Oh, getting okay, yeah, the strip club was that was an odd. Scene in episode. Oh my yeah. god! I think um, you know, the god, nachos we tried. It. It. Yeah, no, I know. Let's I'm not sorry. Talk about that. I just, I, I told. <laughs> you know what, else, you know what else I don't want to talk about? These fucking movies. Yeah, no! guys, guys. So it's Christmas time, uh, and we've talked ad nauseum for the past four years about Christmas movies. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian. But what we yeah. haven't done is talk about the shittiest of the shittiest. <laughs> Xmas movies, and this is something that uh, I think Sean actually brought up as a as a topic to just talk about the worst of all the Christmas movies. Um, and fuck you, Sean. For, and this is something that welcome. Dean Cain so, uh, made so, his career. I mean, out like of. I already get annoyed when I have to like watch because at the time of recording, uh, this is before Thanksgiving. So I already get cranky that I have to watch Christmas movies before Thanksgiving on a normal year. Now I had to watch the crappy Christmas movies before Thanksgiving. So thank you. Good ones. So but here's the thing though. Like there there's different levels of bad. We're we're not talking about the epically bad enjoyable ones like Santa Claus versus the Martians. Or anything on the Hallmark. Or Santa Claus versus the Devil. Or um, Jingle All the Way. Or oh, Jingle Do not all the talk way. ill about Jingle All the or Way. Jingle no, all I, the way. I'm, I'm defending Jingle All the Way. I love that movie. What we're really talking about are movies that are are so so contrived and so derivative of yep. other Christmas movies that they are just plain old shitty. Yeah, that you, too. you would actually rather watch paint dry than watch these movies. And paint, by the way, drying is fascinating. But we'll talk about that another time. So. <laughs> Where do we want to start with this shit fest? Do you see what you've done to him? Yeah, I, I watched I'm paint. Speaking in the third I watched person paint. about myself, it was riveting. <laughs> can we can broke I start? Brian, I think yes. we're on a good start. Sarah, please that. kick us off. I want to start with Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, <laughs> I watched that last night. This, so I could classic. see this movie where it was trying to go. It was trying to be like kind of another Scrooge tale of somebody who doesn't like Christmas or doesn't want to celebrate Christmas. Ends up finding the Christmas spirit at the end, and everybody's happy. Except for a few fatal flaws. One, <laughs> hubris. <laughs> you do not give two shits about Tim Allen's character. Nope. Because nope. he, just right from the get-go, is an insensitive, arrogant prick. He's a douche. He's the worst. Mm-hmm. Two, you don't really have that much respect for Jamie Lee Curtis for being with this like awful dude and not calling him out on his bullshit. Her haircut is 
hideous. Well, oh, it's, a, it's know, a bad wig, is what it she, is. Yeah, she's. Oh. I mean, she's being a mom, right? She still has a rock and bod, though. Then, then here, <laughs> here you have sweater. <laughs> here you have Tim Allen, like Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, is going through like empty nest syndrome because their daughter just went off to Peru. Oh, and wow. so instead of celebrating, Peru? Yeah, yeah, she went yeah. to the Peace Corps. I forgot murder? that's where she. Oh, she went to the Peace Corps. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Instead of celebrating Christmas, because last Christmas they spent six thousand dollars on Christmas, which is ludicrous. Um, well, you see, that's why. a car. Like sure. seriously, sure. Like, that's a used yeah. car. A down payment. So they instead to say, "Well, let's let's spend all that money and go on a cruise." It's all Tim Allen's idea, and so Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "Okay, let's go along with it." But at the same time, she's like going through Christmas withdrawals and really wants to participate. And then the psycho neighborhood comes in oh and tries God. to force Christmas down their thro- throats, like carolers singing at them through the window. At them, and, not to them. Yeah, oh. and it's like scary as fuck. And so, like, I'm kind of like, I don't care about Tim Allen. You got Stepford Christmas neighborhood going on. Yep. I don't and give a shit about this. Why? Does anybody care if these people go on a fucking cruise? Yes. <laughs> I go must have go said... Tim Allen for wanting to have some self care. Yeah. You know what they need? They need a divorce. I and must sure... have said that 12 different times to myself because they were like, yeah. give us the frosty or like, I was like, why do you give a shit? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. And, and, and why with Tim oh, Allen, God. like, I'm sure if he just went on this fucking cruise for 10 days, he would be less of an irritable asshole. <laughs> I have two Burn points about movie. this movie. I have okay. two points. Okay, two, thoughts. two points about what you've just said. Uh, so I figured it was pertinent to say them now. One, you'd never underestimate the power of the emptiness of married suburban people with children. <laughs> like they, they attach themselves. And I know this because I'm recently married and I'm starting to see myself be like, Hey, we should get like more Christmas lights. And the Katie's like, oh, whoa, 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 calm down. <laughs> but it's like you attach yourself to something that keeps you from blowing your brains out in the garage. So okay. it's the Christmas thing. And then once someone else goes, they're like, no, man, no, man, you're like our Christmas buddy, man. Like, I gotta see that fucking snowman or else the fucking gremlins get me in my sleep. <laughs> Two. There's nothing wrong with wanting to take a break for Christmas, and I hope that none of uh, my family that lives in Durango or in-laws in Durango are listening to this, but Katie and I this year decided Christmas Eve, we're going to make the tour and go see the families, and then Christmas Day, we're not fucking seeing anybody. We're doing our own thing by ourselves. Sitting at home, drinking champagne, watching Christmas Vacation on a loop. Naked. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's okay to want to fuck off on Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Dan Aykroyd best not hear you, man. He'll come to your door. Yeah. yeah. He'll stand outside your window. Yeah, I Dan just, Aykroyd was creepy in this movie. I just couldn't get, like, first of all, like, he wasn't that... They tried to paint him as, like, this big jerk. But, like, they didn't even do that job, right? Because, no. like, I, I, he wasn't even, like, jerky enough to me to be like, boy, I really hate you. I was just like, well, I'm... I'm mildly annoyed at you. Yeah. But then... And then at the end, he, like, totally comes through, like, as soon as he gets his way, mind you. But, like, Mm -hmm. the whole neighborhood comes through because it's like, Christmas! Yay, Christmas! And then Tim Allen's like, oh, now I feel the Christmas spirit, even though it's like, no... You were completely forced. At no point did anything give you an actual turning point Conformity. to make the realization that you actually wanted to celebrate yeah, Christmas. Because they you don't doing... like Christmas. You just found your ten-year-old stash of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they, Merry they were doing it for him. They they heard that the daughter was coming back, and they're like, well, "Let's do this for her." So Tim yeah. Allen, and then they do like this really weird montage of them like getting ready, and they're like, "Hey, Tim Allen, here's some like cinnamon sticks. Like, do something funny with that." And he's like. Oh, what do I? Is this legal? Uh, uh-huh. I'm making jokes about it being wheat. Oh, look at me smoking! And I was like, "That's the best." You're a stand-up comedian. Yeah. You could not have figured out something more 
inventive, something more hilarious to do than to pretend that it's an illegal drug. Oh my god. What has happened to you? Tim Allen of all people. Yeah, <laughs> you got, shove it up your ass if it's the illegal. Santa Claus? I think I figured out the actual message of the movie. Which is? Okay. Never leave your parents' house. Oh. Never. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah. Never Free leave food. your parents because if you do, they will slowly slip into madness and their marriage will fall apart. Apparently. So everybody that's still with their parents that's listening to this show. Good on you. <laughs> don't Never you leave. let go. In fact, wait, if you're 50 and they're still alive, you shove them into that basement, hook some feeding tubes up to them and just say, you know what? <laughs> the rest of your life out. And you know what? 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 That's all I ever wanted. There's, there's a caveat to that. The moment <laughs> there's you, a caveat to what yeah. I said? The moment, the moment you get resistance, you got to secretly make yourself power of attorney. Because then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then they it's, can't live without you. And it's better than being catatonic than divorced. Your happiness as a child knowing that your parents are together is, and them shitting in a bag is what needs to happen. Wow. <laughs> shitting in a bag, a Christmas tale. <laughs> as a child that your wants and needs are always more important than your parents. Yep. Okay. Christmas with the cranks too. Colostomy bags. <laughs> Makes being home for the holidays that much more of a new meaning. Christmas with the cranks too would just be an extended scene from that middle scene in Inception where they're like, who are you to judge them staying in the dream? <laughs> <laughs> They are Can you believe we actually got Ken Watanabe to actually reprise his role? Oh this God. Yeah, Ken Watanabe. That was like a third of our budget. All right, all right, uh, Brian. Oh my God. We know okay. you're the big Christmas fiend here. I, yeah, this must yeah, have been hard yeah. for you. So I, I have a heavy does. heart, guys, because I, when I was researching, first of all, I found there is a disproportionate a number of Hallmark Channel oh. Christmas <laughs> movies that are starring my childhood hero. TV Superman Dean Kane. <laughs> oh, Hallmark loves Brian, Dean Kane. That's Kane all boner. he has. <laughs> Literally, I mean, he. Some of these he did. Oh yeah, some of these is over, huh? Guys, let me just put this because I have a list here. Okay. Oh God. Starting in 2001. Oh my Lord. He made a Christmas Adventure, which was uh, him as the voice of Donner as a reindeer. Oh. Cute. Uh, in 2009, he did the dog who saved Christmas. Did, did, there, was there any was murder? Was he the dog? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, but the dog was obviously, he was like the human protagonist to the dog. Ah. Then he did uh, 2010, A Nanny for Christmas. Ooh. Then he did 2011, The Case for Christmas, in which he was a lawyer who was defending a Santa Claus. I was going to say. Because that's not, <laughs> was been never been done before. Sure. Yeah, it's a Christmas that almost wasn't. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Then. <laughs> equally as terrible. And also <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. I forgot to mention, in 2010, he also did, uh, so A Nanny for Christmas and The Dog Who Saved Christmas are both in 2010. Just need to put that out there. Just pump actually, these Christmas That might be wrong out. because there's, there's there's a 2009 and 2010 date for it. Some of these titles actually repeat on IMDb, which is Why fucking weird. Why is he doing this to himself? It gets better. It's called Paychecks, right? It gets better. 2013, he did a movie called Defending Santa, which is not the same movie as The Case for Christmas. He plays a sheriff <laughs> in a different situation with another Santa Claus. Are there zombies, at least? In I'm just no. thinking of The Night the Reindeer Died. Right. Oh, God. And, to make a long story short, before you blow your brains out, I'm gonna make, <laughs> name two more. Uh, Mary Xmas, that's X with an E. Having oh, to, yeah, God. and then there was. Well, I get it. I get it. An ex-girlfriend, a was crazy Christina, ex-girlfriend comes exactly. into the picture. Was Christina Applegate in this one? <laughs> she might have been. Um, and then there's Beverly Hills Christmas. Oh, oh, and the one I watched was none of those. I decided to try to start watching 
Small Town Santa. Another one in which he plays a sheriff of a small town. Was Polly Shore in this one? In which he has to. Please tell me he wears the same fucking sheriff's uniform. Pretty much. (laughs) He has to. That's just his. So, and he's very much like we've been talking about. He's this Ebenezer Scrooge-like protagonist. Shocking. Who all of a sudden finds an intruder in his house, and that intruder is Santa Claus, and he arrests him because he's a humbug, you know, sheriff, and so. And that's about where I stopped you because I couldn't take it further. I just, I, 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 I couldn't. That movie, Pussy! That movie Shh. needed more Ernest P. Worrell in it, to be honest with Which you. Which is why I'm going to bring up the next one. <laughs> because this movie is actually kind of terrible. But it's also one of my childhood favorites. So I would be remiss in my duties as a film nerd if I didn't lampoon with love. Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, Brian, goddammit, the whole time I was watching all of my movies, too, I was like, this movie's terrible, but I know it's somebody's Ernest Saves Christmas. (laughs) 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 Who Ernest Saves Christmas right now is really, it's too much for me. It's going to shatter my very being. (laughs) Now, that being said, Ernest Saves Christmas compared to these movies is actually a way better movie than the ones I just mentioned. Um, Because Jim Barney was a talented performer and he had a good yeah. shtick going with the Rest character. In peace, Brian Rest in got, peace. Brian tried to make me watch this when he was living with me. <laughs> Dude. I didn't even get well, past... Well, it was on the whole time. You just kept going in and out of the room. I, 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 didn't, I, I couldn't get past the intro with him like getting into the cab and I was like, I'm done. And he was like running the Asian <laughs> oh, I'm out. Over. Damn it, David. <laughs> so, for those who don't know... You're let disinvited me... for, to my next wedding. Yeah. So, let's run down... <laughs> <laughs> disinvited. Wow. Uninvi- uninvited. You're sorry. disinvited. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, next wedding? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it was like, huh? oh shit, Freudian slip. Um, so for those who may have not seen this movie, uh, let's run down the uh, synopsis. Huh? So Ernest P. Whirl of the uh, Ernest movie fame uh, is a cab driver oh, in thanks, Miami. Brian. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Of on the on the Ernest timeline. Is this before or after he was scared stupid? Oh, this is before. Way before. Okay. Yeah, this actually, this was, I think, this might have been the first one. This, this might have been the first no, movie. No, 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 no. Ernest, uh, I think Ernest Goes to Camp was before it. No, no, Ernest, 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 Ernest Goes to Jail, maybe. Ernest Christmas was after that, Hold then on, Ernest I'll Goes to Jail was after, too. Okay, hang on. Well, we we're consulting Ernest, the room. Ernest Saves Christmas was 88. Keep going. I'll let you know. Okay, so anyway, we open with Ernest, whose current job is a cab driver uh, in, the, in the greater Miami area. And uh, he is... He is... Uh, oh, sorry, Orlando, thank you. He just dropped off a person who apparently went catatonic because he was such a bad driver. Um, that was kind of weird. That didn't make any sense. But anyway, so he's trying to run from airport security, and he ends up picking up a guy who looks an awful lot like good old St. Nick. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Ernest Saves Christmas was 1988. Ernest Scared Stupid was 1991. Okay, great. So it was the first one. Yeah. Actually, the first one was Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, it was Ernest Goes to Camp. Sean is correct. Right. Okay, Sean, Sean, well done. Okay, anyway. Thank you. So, uh, and of course you see Santa coming in. Apparently in this world, after you've been Santa Claus for a while, the magic fades and you have to pass it on. Otherwise, Santa Claus and the joy of Christmas dies, apparently. Yeah. So. It's like a male Tinkerbell. I guess. And in order to pass it on, or like one an SCD. Santa Claus has to bust a nut into the new Santa Claus's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's, that's the like premise. And of course they find a guy who was a former kids TV show host who... Looks even more like Santa than the old Santa does. 
It's actually kind of disturbing because the old Santa's kind of old and thin. It's like, does being Santa like eat you alive like, like cancer? Like that's what I want to kind of know. Like, this, this, is the child, like the... this is the childhood version of thinner. <laughs> Basically. And or, once you pass on the curse, then that person becomes thinner. Exactly. Maybe. Or it just wears you out like the presidency. I right. Mean, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh so, and, you know, a bunch of, of you know, hijinks into, like, for example, the real Santa Claus gets arrested and Ernest has to fake being, you know, going in disguise and saying he's from the governor's office and gets him pulled out. Yeah. Then he has to pretend like he's a is uh, the mother of a movie producer to find out where the guy who's supposed to become the new Santa is because he's an, also an actor who got cast in a movie. So ridiculous. And then, of course, you find out that Santa also ordered his sled and uh, reindeer, which are, which are stuck in customs because there is no one to claim them because Santa Claus got arrested. And because there's a, there was a clerical error where it wasn't helper elves who were supposed to help him out. It was helper, helper elms. elms. He's like, they helper looks elms. like a V. Looks like a V. Looks like a V. Yeah. M-V. 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 Um, and of course, in the third wow. act, who comes to save the day? The helper elves who use their magic to, you know, help Ernest start getting the sleigh and reindeer. Thank to... you, Brian, for breaking down the three-act structure of Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> I think it bears repeating just because you know what? The better time. Sarah looks so honest. horrified slash elated at the same time. <laughs> so then at the climax. The veteranitude of Mr. Warren. <laughs> in the New World Order. Brian, well, this, this is where you say Mea Culpa. A sacrosanct film <laughs> to, to Lampoon. Today we give in to Lampooning and move on. So I mean, Nicole, everybody, Nicole. <laughs> so vis-a-vis, <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> You're the fucking architect from the Matrix now. You officially transitioned. <laughs> Brian, that was one of the best synopsis I've. Ever it was pretty good, but you forgot. I now open up. Do you want to questions one for your boy? Thank you. Wait, Sean, what? I gave one to my boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Night. He plays the snake guy. Is this where the horror movie folk be? <laughs> I got a truck full of snakes for them horror movie that, folk. You want one for your boy? Oh, I gave one to my boy last year. <laughs> the, bit oh, is okay. that the whole bit was that, you know, his son got killed by a poison. Snake. Okay, so, uh, so, just so you know, <laughs> we're already halfway through. So, so Sean. 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 I watched, okay, so remember I told you guys I was only going to have time to watch one of these things, so I ended up being able to power through two on Friday night, and then yesterday Katie was like, oh no, I'm totally in, let's just eat some fucking edibles and watch the worst Christmas movies that you can find, and we ended up watching three in a row. So did you, like after you guys she said this. that, did you renew your vows? I was say, guys, if yep. you want proof that that's a marriage that's going to last forever, that's the, that's the evidence right there. Here's the let's just get yeah. some edibles and watch horrible movies. Aw, that's was, love. Awesome. So, okay, so the first night I watched, uh, oh God, I watched, okay, now this isn't just one of the worst Christmas movies ever. This is on, like, IMDb's bottom 100 worst movies ever. Oh, wow. You dug Santa deep. with Muscles, starring <gasps> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, my God. And a very, very young Mila Kunis. Oh, no. So she's, like, right from, like, the Ukraine then. Mila Kunis. Yeah, yeah, she was, yes, yes. She was waiting in line for, for bread. For her visa. <laughs> <laughs> and not because that was her character. She just thought that that's where like lunch and craft services came from. Oh just my a god! Long, long line well, of she depressed was... people. Talking <laughs> Lisa Frank products and speaking Russian. Yeah. So Santa with muscles. Let me just break down the synopsis for you. Oh god! Hulk Hogan plays a billionaire who made his billions on uh, muscle bodybuilding relaxing? supplements. Okay. Oh, yep. that's yeah. Yep. 
And uh, he's just nuts. It starts out and he's like <laughs> fighting a bunch of people uh, in front of this mansion. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Turns out that's his like whole mansion staff. And he does this every day, like for how long it takes him to destroy all of them and like times it. And they're like, oh, everybody's got to get better. And, blah, blah, blah. and you're like, what? And then what? <laughs> he goes on a crazy so he goes on a crazy paintballing trip that accidentally like his car jumps over these cop cars. Oh, and uh, the cop, the main cop of the movie is played by the always willing to work for scale Clint Howard. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, if Clint Howard's your villain, you know it's not going to be the best. So <laughs> he the cops are chasing him now because his Hummer accidentally jumped over one of their cars during paintball. He goes to hide out in the mall, finds a Santa suit, puts it on, gets knocked out, gets amnesia, and now he thinks he's Santa Claus. But he has had enough time to make a really cool Santa suit that is sleeveless what so you can see the his muscles. Fuck. So you just made this up. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, okay. And so going further. <laughs> Someone actually bought this. <laughs> now he's now going to protect the orphanage that Mila Kunis is oh in. Oh, my God. Mila, she's not the main. She's like the supporting uh, little kid character to the main little girl. So she dies and of tuberculosis, I, I honestly right? checked out of this movie about halfway through, so I'm going to do my best here. But... <laughs> There's a point where, like, <laughs> apparently there's there's these really, really, really expensive and worthwhile crystals in the ground underneath the, an orphanage that he needs to save. And that's about <laughs> where I'll leave it. Jokes that's where, bad, that's what I'm, where I'm going to leave it. Wow. Oh, and he's also wearing the worst hairpiece I've ever seen on Earth. It's on, <laughs> like, it's, and he's trying so hard to be Arnold Schwarzenegger without any of the charm or charisma. <laughs> Like wow. he's beating somebody up in front of some like a garden, and he goes, "Never stop to smell the roses." And he <laughs> the guy out. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Was it not to go on a not to go on a too long of a tangent? But didn't he also do a movie with Christopher Lloyd? Sure, he did. Uh, like, Suburban Commando. Uh, oh, yeah. that's a classic. Let's not dis you? besmirch. How <laughs> besmirch. did you know that? <laughs> Don't besmirch. Because Brian me. is IMDb. Yeah, that's, that's no, true. it's not. It's just one of those things. Internet where it's movie like, data, Brian. It's one of those I, things where like we rented that certain, movie. When certain we were experiences young. just kind of like imprint on me, and like uh, Twilight. <laughs> the first time you had sex. <laughs> We won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, this is the worst thing that Hulk Hogan's ever done on film, and we have film of him saying the N-word like three times. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So would you okay. say that this is this is worse or better than Three Ninjas High Noon? No, good. No, no. no. High, high Noon, noon was Mega not. Mountain. That was not him. It was the one that involved the fucking theme park. Yeah, it was not, not High Noon. Yeah, High Noon and Mega Mountain. Oh, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. High noon at Mega Mountain. Yes. Oh, again, what up? These horrible things. Hey, oh. Three ninjas. Touché, three ninjas kick back. Three ninjas knuckle up, and then three, three ninjas, ninjas high noon at Mega Mountain. Yeah. All right, Roxy. I watched Krampus, and Ooh, it, how was it? I fell asleep. Is it okay? Is it bad or is it good? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. It, or I is it, it was good? good? Bad. It's good. Bad. It's okay. good. Bad. Okay. So okay. it starts out really strong. I mean, you guys, like the cinematography and the score and the writing is actually pretty fucking brilliant. Yeah, like this is some like classy. Because I have it saved on my DVR, and I didn't watch and it, it this time because I thought it was supposed to be good. No, it has a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes and everything. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Siskel and Ebert gave it, or not Siskel and Ebert, Roger Ebert gave yeah, it. Yeah, both from out. the grave. They were like, we love <laughs> you. We you mean now. Richard Roper? Three out of four stars. Wow. Yeah. He hates so everything. So here's the thing. The Krampus itself is fucking terrifying. 
and the way that they film this shit is fucking brilliant. It scared the shit out of me. Oh, nice. But like a baby at a fireworks show, I fell asleep because I was overstimulated. <laughs> Wait, I have to ask, what? was it like Alien? <laughs> was it like Alien? No, it was actually a lot like, wait, what? what's that reference, Brian? I don't follow. Like alien, like, like 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 you don't like really see the creature very much. Oh, oh but okay. sorry, I was like, you see he, glimmers of him. Are, are you Will this make Brian is like? Is Brian safe? <laughs> I'm focused, guys. Know, Answer right. the question, Roxy. Here's the thing: <laughs> the reveal, I didn't fucking see because I fell asleep. <laughs> the way that they show the monster is all in silhouette. And you don't actually Ooh. see him until you see like the hooves. You see the claws. There's actually this animated sequence because there's like this dramatic. Okay, okay. So there's this white family in Whitesville, USA. And <laughs> it's, you know, Christmas. You mean America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Any, any like, back oh, lot where sorry. you have any That's white every families. Christmas movie ever. Be more specific. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You can't be because this is a generalization. Here's the one thing that makes this family different is that they have this like really like weird Germanic grandmother who only speaks German. And like the son, the youngest boy mm-hmm. of the family, it's a family of four. He understands her, and he's kind of the protagonist, so he kind of, like, saves the day. And his parents are kind of, like, disillusioned. You know, all he wants for Christmas is for him to spend more time with his sister, his older sister, who's, like, this teenage brat. She's the first one to die. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, and to have his parents get back Wait, to the Was she blonde? Uh, no, she's a brunette. But I thought you said this was a German family. What the fuck? No, but here's the thing. German <laughs> grandma <laughs> tells the story of when she was a little girl, and the motherfucking Krampus killed her family. Whoa. On Christmas Eve. Whoa. And the whole thing is in stop motion animation. Whoa. So Wait. it's like the Deathly Hallows. You guys okay. remember yeah, 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 yeah. when they did the Deathly Hallows I don't because I haven't seen it, but I, I pick up what you're putting down. Dude, it was fucking beautiful. I almost cried because it was gorgeous. Nice. That whole sequence was like heartfelt and touching. You and almost cried cool. during Krampus? Yes, I almost fucking... Is this itself a cry for help? <laughs> no. Oh, well, there's plenty of moments for that. Um, but now was the, that was not it. Um, it was just really, really touching and beautiful. The part that I fell asleep at, the part that I lost faith in, was basically the last, I, I would say like the second half of the film, like kind of like the second act and the third act, when all hell breaks loose and it just becomes a slasher film. Because the I thought you didn't see any of that. He ends up targeting That's where the she family, fell asleep. and the family has to defend themselves from the Krampus who's invading their house. He has henchmen that <laughs> are gingerbread. Oh, yeah, so Santa has elves. No, it's the not Krampus Santa. Ha- no, no, Santa has elves, but the Krampus, which is of course the anti-Santa. Krampus has homicidal gingerbread men. I like it. And snowmen. Good. So, snowmen that hang outside this, the house every time. Which I think is a commentary dude, about the diabetes epi- dude, epidemic in this country. Every <laughs> time a person gets murdered, they get turned into a snowman. Diabetes oh. is the, the outside the house. Diabetes is like the seventh like leading cause of death according to the CDC just after Krampus. So diabetes. it makes sense. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So never eat a bunch of cookies zombies. and your foot hurts. Go to, to the nurse. Y'all, <laughs> I would have stayed awake for this shit if it hadn't become like a total just like satire gore fest. It started out really strong and I had a lot of hopes for it. Oh, see, I like gore fest. That's why I watch Ash and the Evil Dead. Yes. I know. But here's the thing, Sarah. I'm going to try and watch it again. Okay. And I'm going to try and stay awake for it yeah. to see how it ends. Because this Cause really I'm sounds scared. like my kind of movie. Sarah, I think you're really going to fucking like it. <laughs> here's the thing, though. This movie, I think, is fallen victim to over-promotion. And it's because mm. it's been promoted as this kind of satire comedy. Sure. Because it's okay. a fucking Krampus. I mean, that shit is hilarious. Like, yeah. the premise is just funny um and dark and dark 
But the actual film itself is actually really good. Like, okay. it's a quality movie. Great. I'm excited. So, yeah. high production value. <laughs> like, incredible. Like, Oscar quality. Wow. Wait, they had, they had the budget to get Tony Collette and Adam Scott. They had the yeah. budget so to get Oscar nominated. Okay. Oh, oh, and David Koechner. Yes. yes. There we go. Oh my god, he plays the best. Like you know, shitter's full uncle. Like oh my god, such a cool, cool throwback <laughs> to Christmas Vacation. Nice. Guys. That's awesome. Nice. It has all the good throwbacks to every classic holiday movie you love. Mm-hmm. Plus this gory, campy slasher film. Okay. Nice. Well. So it's good, bad. It's kind of like almost like Stranger Things. Good. Okay. Like, it's okay. Nostalgic. Oh. Nice. Okay. And okay. I really like it. So I know I'm mentioning it as one of my bad picks, but just because the premise is fucking ridiculous. Um, but it's actually but it's really, actually really good, really oh, wow. underrated yeah. movie. Nice. They know how to use it. Like they they understand that the premise is ridiculous, so they yeah. have fun with it, basically. Yeah, okay. and they make yeah. fun of it very, very, very well. So Excellent. I will say that it's hilarious and bad, but also really good. So go check it out. Awesome, right. Dave. I saw five. Uh, <laughs> Why? One of them. Well, because I wanted to be as Dave prepared. Is bored. <laughs> I was prepared. I wanted to be prepared, and so I, I watched Christmas of the Cranks with. Uh, or not with Sarah, but I saw Christmas of the Cranks, yeah. and we talked about no, that. No, you were admit it. You were standing outside of her house, watching it through the window. Through the window, while she was watching it. He yeah, actually I'm had sorry, it on Dave. a little laptop, and he put it over his head. Exactly. No. God, like I didn't say anything. I That's mean, not I, true. I, I really, I really hope not, because I was super naked and painting my nails when I was watching that movie. So. <laughs> what's okay? What's the what's the distinction between naked and super naked? <laughs> Like, like, no, like she had so, no skin. It was just muscle. <laughs> so like for me, like removed. if I'm, it's like I'm, Hollow Man. If I'm like okay, so like naked. Are you part reptile? Do you just like yes. lose your skin and like grow yes, it back? Exactly. No. Um. No. Like like regular naked. I would like be like if I was like naked, but like in a towel or in my robe or something yeah. like that. I would still consider oh, myself naked. I thought you were gonna say with or without the merkin. Because <laughs> yeah, Sarah just has Merkins lying around. Yeah, clearly, clearly. I um, I went off of actually, and I said this in the text thread. So there were two that I required myself to watch. Uh, one of them was Surviving Christmas. Oh okay. yeah, and the other was Saving Christmas. <sighs> uh, but oh, first, okay. I, I want to do honorable mentions. So for my first honorable mention is going to be the Christmas that almost wasn't. Huh. I couldn't even get past 30 minutes of it. It's a 1966 uh, Italian movie, but they had all the Italian actors mouth their lines in English, and then it was dubbed over later by other people. Oh so it was very like, sir, it was very like, uh, Spaghetti Western. Spaghetti Western, Sergio Leone kind of thing. <laughs> but it's a musical, and it's a story about how this man named Mr. Prune has yeah. bought the land that North Pole, that the North Pole sits on, so like Santa's workshop. And he's basically Santa's landlord, <laughs> and Santa can't come up with the dough to pay for the rent, and so he goes to this town and finds this really, and it's like a make-believe town. It's not a real town, but they never really establish it. They just open up with a shot of them, like, this guy, like, running down to a tree with a bunch of kids, and they're like, wouldn't Christmas be great if it was every day? And he's like, lots something to think about. Let's sing a song about it as I decorate this tree. <laughs> and so he's like a, he's like a lawyer. And Santa comes to him and says, I need you to help me, like, lawyer this guy down. And he goes, okay, Santa, I will help you. And so he goes to the – I stopped when they first introduced Mr. Prune because I was like – he had two songs in the span of, like, ten minutes. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, the elves were, like, very disturbing and – 
it was very 60s in the sense that like the opening song was like one of those old animations mm-hmm. that they used to do for like old 60s movies but like poorly done and like a really shitty song that like will honestly get stuck inside your head <laughs> and i was like why are you doing this to me Italy, we added why? It to sarah's murder playlist yeah this would be a good murder playlist i would oh, say i have i don't have a christmas carol on my murder playlist there that's you a go. good goal. check Start out now. the christmas yeah. that almost wasn't so okay. that's an honorable mention the other honorable mention i wanted to talk about was um groundhogs i mean i'm sorry 12 dates of christmas <laughs> I get those interchangeable. Another Hallmark classic. <laughs> well, actually, this was ABC Family before it became Freeform. Close form. enough. <gasps> Freeform. Sean I watched, watched this it one, too. <laughs> this one was so bad. Oh, my God. How bad was horrible. it? Because here's the thing, right? Like, with Groundhog Day, they never ex- fully explain why, like, what the magic is that keeps him in, like, this repetitive loop. But, like... Do they? Like I mean, I, I don't remember. The, I was reading the script and like they don't really like specifically say like this is what's stopping him. It just it's just sort of like it just continues. It's, yeah, right? it's just accepted that he gets stuck in this loop and then he eventually. Works they don't even it. like she's not even shitty enough of a person mm-hmm. to really like warrant this. Which I and Sean and I had this text back and forth that we're assuming because she always wakes up at like falling over at the department store because. Someone spritzed her with perfume. Yeah, she goes, I spritz you and you pass out. <laughs> it's like this sassy black like saleswoman lady. And she's like, she's always like leaning over and like, I spritzed you and you passed out. <laughs> but basically yeah. it's it's Groundhog Day with Amy Smart. Oh my god. Which God bless her. She tries. And right? Zach Morris. And yeah, and Zach Morris. Oh great. Zach Morris is the is the lead guy. And like it's basically so. First of all, my Mark question Paul is: Gossler. Yep. She <laughs> is. Fuck you, he's Zach Morris, Brian. You <laughs> <laughs> will always be Zach Morris. Who's Zach she, Morris? <laughs> can I ask you guys a question? If someone, if you guys, you know, because if you were single, would you go on a blind date on Christmas Eve? No. no. As nope. the token single nerd of nerdonomy, I will have to say, if I was desperate enough, yes, I would. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. That was not the answer I was expecting. I was expecting the resounding no that came out because... Try to make it hard for you, Dave. <laughs> it, like, it depends. Merry how, Christmas, how, how long have I been single? Yeah, exactly. Wait, and by the way, Mark Paul Gossler going on this blind date on the first Christmas since his wife died. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, that's also really dark. Never okay. mind. I, I also, how long has it been since I've received a good dicking? Exactly. My she, question it seems is- like she was broken up for maybe a few months. So not nothing. no, not long enough. Okay. Six months. Six months. As the like as five a five years. As the resident, or the guy who was the male single for many years up until about a year ago, I would say that no, I would not. Wait a mansplain so that's, it, Brian. That, that's the whole conceit: is that she goes on a blind date. <laughs> Roxy's drunk. To 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 you know reinvigorate her love life or whatever. So it's it's a really bad. I ain't mad about that premise. though. Premise, but like, thing. what's worse about it is like. They shoehorn this part of the game where he goes like, yeah, my wife died a year ago. She was hanging lights and I came, I came home from the store and found her on the ground. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is supposed to be like a lighthearted like, rom-com and uh, you've like made it super dark. Maybe and not. she's not even that good. <laughs> like she gets a tattoo at one point. She puts on this really oh, yeah. bad like black wig to show that she dyed her hair. And she apparently yeah. like the writer started... They thought it would be funny because they're like, oh, she's going to love donuts. That's her yep. thing. She loves donuts. So every time she's like overeating, she's having a donut. Wow. And yep. people are going to laugh because that's funny. And I was like, yep. I no, I, I don't get that's not funny that. at all. Like, I don't care. Wow. She'd be eating dick for all I care. Like, it doesn't really <laughs> fucking matter. It's terrible. Dave, but you, first of all, Amy Smart eating dick, I would watch ad nauseum. That was Second called Crank. 
Dave, did it bug you at all that throughout the whole movie, something that they didn't do in Groundhog Day that they like completely ignored in this script was like, at no point does Amy Smart's character ever realize that she should stop talking to everyone like she has run through this 12 times. She still keeps bringing yeah. up shit that Every happened the iteration. last time to everyone. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then she just like smirks and you're like, as the audience, I'm getting pissed off that she didn't learn at least the first two times that she's got to shut the fuck up about everything that happened beforehand. Yeah. Wow. No, it's terrible. And then, like, there's, like, this dude that's, like, waiting in the bar for her, like, that she keeps saying. And they, like, they try to misdirect you by making you think, like, maybe he's, like, this mystical force that knows about it. Yeah. And it's, like, a big <laughs> plot point, and it, like, it goes nowhere fast. Wow. So it's just, it's a terrible movie. No, yeah, it's another guy that he becomes a huge part of the story, another guy waiting on another blind date that st stands him up. And, like, one of the days she just decides to go and, like, talk to him and find out who he is. And then at the end, she, like, talks to him about all, like, all the things she knows about him. And he's not in the least, like, surprised or, like, upset or anything. Yeah, she's that's like, I know weird. who you are. And she goes off on this list and he goes, oh, okay, yeah, that's me. And I'm like, you've that's literally so just weird. met this woman. I don't fuck. I would be calling 911 and being dumb. like, she has my, my ID. Sounds uh, like okay. a very lazy movie. It's yeah. terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, thank you, Hallmark ABC Family. Uh, so no, I know I have ABC two more. Family. So and I, I, and I have one more. Oh, okay, I wanted to quickly talk about Saving Christmas because I, I had heard just like because I remember when he when he came out with that movie, it was such it was received such with with such negative response. It has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And then he did this video <laughs> like talking about how like if you don't like this movie, you're like an atheist or blah blah blah. Like you're not getting the message. And so I watched it. Thankfully, I didn't have to buy it. It was on Hulu. Um, it is, and I can't lambast it that much because it's clearly meant to convert people. It, it, but like, here's the thing. It's like, it's not meant for a general audience. Like when we sit here and we bag on movies, like, like Jingle All the Way is a terrible movie because it's meant to entertain. This movie is a lecture. It's a documentary, built, right? It, it, what? It's a documentary. Right? It is no. not a documentary. No, no it's not. It, well, here's the thing. There are documentary elements, and I say that with air quotes because he it's basically a story about him and his friend who is the co-writer and the director of the movie, Dorian, I think his name is. And like Dorian's going through a, a crisis of faith because he doesn't like Christmas and he doesn't like the fact that it's become materialistic and it's gotten away from Jesus and blah blah blah. Hey. And Kirk Cameron is standing there going like, <laughs> "Hey man, here, you brought up three things, and I'm going to talk about every single thing that you've talked about. And I'm going to show you how it relates back to Jesus and St. Nicholas and how it's all religious. And, like, it is it is a lecture to the audience, and it's pandering. And I would say, you, Brian, as someone who's religious, like, you would even find it, uh, like, abysmal because it's, like, it's it's such a pandering movie to its, even its its core audience that it's, like, what were you thinking? I mean, this movie was made in a five hundred or five hundred thousand dollar budget. Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's clear, and it's just two scenes and like a bunch of like insert stuff. So it's it not good. Out of Kirk Cameron's garage, right? Basically, basically, Is yeah, Sean. You'd think that from just watching the trailer and knowing about Kirk Cameron, that when you see this movie, that it's it's preaching to people about Christmas and finding the real, true meaning of Christmas. But like Dave is saying, the actual message is is Kirk Cameron defending every like pagan symbol that was co-opted and every like materialistic thing including Santa Claus of why that's still Christian and to go out and still buy shit for people and go take people it was it that's how ridiculous and horrible it is and by the way they mention hot cocoa like 200,000 times in this movie the movie should be called saving swiss miss not fucking <laughs> saving christmas <laughs> dude nice 
Zing. Zing. Buzz um, zing. I will actually say, because I, I saw a list where they had talked about it, and I tried to find Saving Christmas, but it wanted me to spend money on it, and I said, fuck yep, you, Yep, $9.99. Um, and, uh, and it was saying, like, oh, yeah, for as much as he talks about hot cocoa in that movie, and he goes to, like, drink a mug of it, there's no hot cocoa in it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. It, you can clearly tell that, like, it's yeah. empty. Yeah. At the risk of being lumped in with Kurt Cameron, I need to say a couple things. Um, Nobody, nobody's <laughs> lumping you in with Kurt Cameron. Yeah, just I know you guys aren't. I just you're want, our resident Kurt. I, I will. Off Ooh, of the one, that's, that's off of, Yeah, that's a little cold, John. Uh, <laughs> I said it, motherfucker. Um, so, <laughs> Sean, are we morphing into the same person? For the, for, for, for the record, because <laughs> Kurt Cameron is a is a Christian who subscribes to a literal interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, God. and I'm not. No, I know. Um, you call them morons, Brian. Morons. <laughs> you call them morons. Wow, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> the moronites. A literal interpretation. Come on. I'm just. I, I'm putting personal opinions aside and saying let's let's be nice. Saw that so, in half. Good on him for making such a, an emboldened defense of Christmas because Christmas is also like one of his favorite and times of year. An emboldened uh, uh, attempt to Guys, add that save to Christmas. The Brian Dictionary. Emboldened, emboldened is not a, a lofty not, word. No, it is. It is, and I was saying that's half. That's almost three quarters of the way to a vocab word. Brian, you're <laughs> really in the vocab words. Okay, episode. it's a new one. You know, I, I'm 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 happy that he chose to defend Christmas. What I'm not happy with is trying to make it all come back to Jesus. Look, people don't know already. Look, I'm a Christian. Okay, it's fine. I'm, I, but I'm also a person who recognizes historical relevance yeah. and historical and, you know, winter seasonal celebrations predate Christianity mm-hmm. and they've always been part of human culture. And that's fine. The word Christmas just happened to stick longer. That's mm. all. And in other languages, Yule is the word for Christmas, but it was the ancient Norse word for the winter, you know, the Yule log and everything like that. Sorry, Sarah. I know. Hand gesture. bowl. I apologize. The Yule died. Uh, exactly. The Yule tide and the Yule log and all that stuff. So... The Yule Brenner. It's just the Yule Brenner. What more? <laughs> the Yule Brenner log. <laughs> what, what more? What more offends me about it is not that he's a Christian, not that he's trying to defend Christmas, right? Yeah. But that he's willing to so simply continue, ignore continue information to it, yeah. and espouse misinformation. Yeah. And that's yeah. I just I just think that's irresponsible. And not even so. like not even in good acting. Like the acting is total crap across the board and it ends with a 20 minute breakdance sequence with a bunch of Christian people like dancing Woo! to like a Christian all song. Right. Christian breakdance. I mean, all for them, but like 20 minutes, let's carry on. Okay, my last yeah. movie and I want to get to it because I know Sarah has one more because uh, I, I really had so much, so many problems with this movie. It was Surviving Christmas with Benny A and Tony Soprano mm-hmm. and Catherine O'Hare and it is one of the most ridiculous movies. Like, I, I, I want to petition how did this petition? get made? Petition? Petition? Petition. Did I, what did petition. I say? You said petition. Petition. I want a petition. How did this get made to watch this movie and talk about it? Because That's like the, a Bill Cosby way the, to say it. Now, please just petition. say, for my sake, please just say, this is highly irregular. This is highly irregular. <laughs> because here's the thing, right? First of all, this is like during Ben Affleck's slew of like really bad movies. Like this is the daredevil <laughs> age. This is like... I was reading up on it that this came. They, they kept pushing this movie back because Gigli came out and that tanked. Oh. Jersey Girl came out and that tanked. So this and was like Ben Affleck's bad stretch. Yes, and so first of all, they never really explain like he's lonely, and they, they they don't tell you until late in the game why he's so lonely at Christmas and why he why it matters to him to not want to be alone around Christmas time. Is Number he a one, sex offender. 
No. Oh. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> like it's rid of that. He and I and I and I and I don't I wrote in my notes the R word, but he plays this he plays this role as if he is mentally disabled. Aww. Like he goes into this house that used to be his childhood home. And he's like walking upstairs and like one of the stairs squeaks and he goes, you know what? With like the shit eating green on his face. And he goes, you know what we used to call this? The squeaky stare. And I was like, and like he, the way he played it was just like, you have mental problems beyond just like, like being able to disassociate yourself from like troubled past. Like, I think you may have a little bit of the downs. Like, it's like, he is such a bad character. And like. Here's the thing is that he pays the family, James Gandolfini, Catherine O'Hara, like in this really shitty relationship. Their son has a new computer with new internet and he's able to watch like new internet porn. So he's up in his room all the time. Ha ha ha. And so he pays them $250,000 to rent them out to be his family. But like James Gandolfini, like agrees to this thing far too quickly. He goes mm -hmm. like, I'll give you 250,000. He goes like, come on in son. And I was like, there's you're what? Like, you're not even giving me anything to say, like, hey, we're, we're behind on our mortgage, or, like, I owe a loan shark, or, like, you know, I told that guy we'd give him our firstborn if I didn't, you know, actually pay up on this debt. Like, my daughter's about to be done. So then, I, I mean, $250,000 is a lot of money. I'd yeah, but I just, like, there was no conceit to it. Also, in the very first opening scene, there's, like, a, a montage of people, like, getting ready for Christmas, and, like, it ends with an old woman putting her head into an oven. Totally yep. out of context. What? Yeah. Don't yeah. know why that's there. Uh, all right. <clears throat> also, holidays, and I have to say, like, with all these, like, movies with, like, executives, why are they always in advertising? Like, mm -hmm. Ben Affleck was an advertiser. Amy Smart was also in advertising. Like, that, because, it's always, like, this ambiguous job. Because that's job. actually one of the most common... Movie uh, jobs. One of the most common movie jobs, particularly in rom-coms. It's mm -hmm. so bad. So. Um, mm -hmm. and like then, that and Architect. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. my God. Um, this movie good. took four writers... Oh, and it was and like two writing teams. So it was like one writing team who gave us actually like can't hardly wait. That group wrote the first draft. Apparently it got thrown out and then they had another team come in. A lot of scenes were improvised. According to James Gandolfini, this movie is just a mess of a film. The relationship between Ben Affleck and like Christina Applegate, who plays James Gandolfini's daughter, happens so effing quickly. I knew there was a Christmas movie with Christina Applegate oh. somewhere. Dave, if if we were to like figure out if you were watching this movie and you knew that there were two teams that wrote it but you didn't know who they were you'd immediately be like clearly the Wayans brothers wrote the first script and then handed it over to Paul Thomas Anderson who finished it because it's a weird fucking mishmash of ridiculous yeah. comedy and like dark nonsense yeah. and like Ben Affleck tries to be funny and I think like if someone gave him a real good comedy script he'd be good at it mm -hmm. this is yeah. not it this so he's is just trying to this work with a shitty script. I mean, you could tell that everybody was there for a paycheck. Like, I, I actually, like, was looking, like, who did they owe that, like, said you have to make this movie? Mm -hmm. Because this movie is such horse shit that, like, I mean, and Sean even said when I was texting him, he was like, I was high when I saw it. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that's why you liked it. As a completely No, well, yeah, individual. well, I also liked it because I was, like, when it came out, what year did it come out? 2004? Yeah. Yeah, I was 22 and full of piss and vinegar. I was like, yeah, this movie's sticking it to Christmas, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, well, I don't want to monopolize too much of a time, but, like, it's a very bad movie. Um, if you're stoned and or drunk, or maybe both, uh, give it a shot, Sarah. We call that stunk. Get stunk, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last movie I want to talk about um, 
is The Nutcracker, The Untold Story, oh, otherwise known God. as The Nutcracker in 3D. Um, I did not watch in 3D because my laptop doesn't do that. Um, <laughs> my laptop doesn't do that. <laughs> but um, this movie was so horribly misguided. Holy oh, my God. Shit. As I described it to Sean on text, um, it's less fun and more holocausty. Classic. Um, because <laughs> this has been our most offensive Christmas ever. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, truly, well, it was in the sense that there was so much Holocaust imagery that yeah. it was actually literally more holocausty. <laughs> um, it. So it's Elle Fanning, um, Nathan Lane, John Turturro as the Rat King with an Andy Warhol wig. Um, <laughs> Of course he is. And it was just... Wait a second. What? I didn't realize that there was that good of a cast in it. This is depressing now. It was bad, you guys. So basically take all the stuff that you like about the Nutcracker, like yep. the music from Tchaikovsky and mm -hmm. the dancing, mm -hmm. and get rid of it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it take it out back it, and shoot it in the face. Is so, it a straight movie? Like no so dancing and no music? So there is... So you do have some Tchaikovsky music in there... But um, it's only at certain parts, and most of it is completely, uh, like, I don't know, made crappier by Tim Rice lyrics. And Tim Rice is better than that. Aww, and so nice. it was really disappointing. But, like, the lyrics were bad. It was, like, shoehorned in over the over the music, which is not supposed to have lyrics. So it's kind of weird, and you don't really hear what's all going on because they're talking too fast. To be um, fair, though, any Nutcracker origin film is usually pretty dark. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's always these, like, dark, creepy undertones. Well, and I guess it, it's not, like, an origin film. It's just basically, like... Nutcracker a darker, blown-out version of the Nutcracker story. Yeah. Um, but it's always creepy in a It's way. always creepy, but this was, like, way creepy. So, yeah. so I mean, you find out, line. like, you find out from, from the Nutcracker line. who goes by NC because, you know, got to make a hit for the kitties. What year was um, this made, just real quick? I think, like, 2011 or something. Oh 2013, okay. something like that. Um, NC Slater? <laughs> I'm about to say that phrase, like guys. Those three little doll. words. I'm about to say those three little what? words, guys. What? I can't even. Slater's gonna oh, slate. Oh, anyway, so uh, so sleep. NC so NC takes uh, <laughs> takes Mary. Is it Mary? She goes by Mary in this. It's not Claire. It's Mary. Marion. Um, which I think was the original name in the, in yeah, the source material. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he he takes her on this little adventure and he tells her all about how the Rat King took over his city. And um, Did is he basically slip her anything no, in her drink? no is basically enslaving humans uh, no. to work in the burn factories to burn no. all the toys to no. keep smoke pumping up to cover out the sun. Wasn't this the plot to the oh crow Angel City? And and <laughs> oh the, my God. we're taking on the, the sun. And <laughs> I'm not even done yet, guys. Holy the shit. Rat Army basically all dressed like Nazis. They freaking goose step through the city. Fantastic. Um, the and the Rat King's like goal, there's like all like as they go through the city, there's like all this propaganda up on the wall. It's like do the rat thing, vote for ratification. And <gasps> basically ratification, I'm not even kidding, ratification is converting humans into rats. Holy Because oh, rats yeah. are the master race. Holy shit. Is basically what's going on. They don't say master wow. race, but that's what they're that's basically what they're getting at. But at the same time, while they're trying to promote rat hood, John Turturro <laughs> and his mother are like 
Why does it always have to have mom? I don't know, but they're <laughs> kind of like, but they're kind of like drinking rat juice that helps like make them actually look more human. Wasn't this the plot to the witches? Kind of. It's so freaking <laughs> creepy. Juice? I mean, at one point, at one point, John Turturro's singing a song about how he's taking over the city and he's oh all evil and, and whatever. God. And he has this giant like tank with a shark in it, like a great white shark. What the fuck? I'm oh, not yeah, even kidding. Like you do. And he like and he like climbs the ladder and he like knocks this uh, like on purpose knocks this light into the tank and electrocutes and kills the great white shark oh my god this movie is messed up are we high? i can stand for holocaust imagery i can stand for a poor <laughs> use of john Turturro, but what i will not stand for is great white shark abuse <laughs> as a sharks fan and an avid watcher of Shark Week, I think that conservation is necessary. I mean, I'm right there with Even you. Even in and film, this, here, here. I mean, at best, like in the beginning of this movie, you're just bored. But like when they start to get like deeper and darker into it, and you see like the the steampunk Nazi thing that they got going on, it is way too much. It's like creepy, right? I just want to see the and then the also just oddly, so. In the, you know, in the original Nutcracker story, there's like the Strasselmeyer character yeah. who's right. the guy who gives her the Nutcracker. And this it's Uncle Albert. Uncle. It's who? Na Uncle Albert. And Nathan Lane plays Uncle Albert. And Uncle Albert is Albert Einstein. What's Nathan Lane doing there? He's Albert Einstein. Why? Because her uncle is Albert his Einstein. Because money Holy ran out and he needed a new And paycheck. I don't, and like, it's just, I guess that was the one tie that they wanted to make it more Viennese or something, Holy but it's just. That's true, because it takes place in 1920s Vienna. Yeah. <laughs> no, Agadora Spartacus. It's E equals MC squared. <laughs> it's just, the MC whole thing squared. was just really weird and very misguided and way too dark. What the fuck? It's bizarre. It's just bizarre. But yeah, and John Turturro and, and Andy Warhol wig. I don't know. Oh I don't know, I you guys. I the Adam. Oh! <laughs> so. Sorry, I had to do that. In 3D? Yeah, I that's mean. For, it was in 2010. I think that's when like the resurgence of like 3D was really starting yeah. at, like, oh, to yeah. hit its apex. Which Apparently I, so is acid, because that's what it sounds like this movie was. If I saw this movie in 3D, I would have really been freaked out. I'm just saying, like. Right, I, wow. It, it doesn't too sound much. like acid. As a person who takes drugs, just <laughs> trust me. It's not. This is a. This is a coming down from meth, written movie. Not wow. acid. <laughs> this is day three. Coming down from meth. Yeah, day like like it's like a week long meth binge and like the just the aloneness in the Motel Six with the Ooh. dying hooker in the corner, oh, chained God. to the fucking radiator. Oh, guys, That's... this has been, this has been so much bad Christmas that I feel like mm -hmm. I need to take a shower. Like I. I, oh, I want to yell at Sean uh -huh. for making me watch these movies, but like I had the most fun I, like yelling at my. I'm sure my neighbor said I was like schizophrenic because I just was like, <laughs> "The fuck are you? Why do you care?" And, like someone's probably like walking uh, right. by with their key. Like, why is he? Why does he? Yelling? I'm sorry, he guys. So but before much? we leave here, I watched I watched five movies like Dave did because I also had some uh, extra time due to Colorado edibles and my <laughs> wife wanting to do this with me. So I got to talk about a Mandia Christmas. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I gotta talk about Mandia Christmas because this will officially be this was officially the first Mandia movie that I had ever watched. You got one up on me, I still haven't watched one. Ever. I yeah, I never saw it because Madea. I was like I hate these movies, nobody likes them except that okay, so I'll say this. They make millions. Watch the first it, one. I can tell from this no, one. Sean, every nobody one of white these... likes these movies. I just want to make sure that's really I I talk to plenty of white people like these movies, and you know what? I'm offended at your racism. Yeah, I'm I, a racist. 
Anyways. Yeah, oh, no, white. Yeah, there's plenty of stupid white people, too, is what I'm saying. That's why there's <laughs> white people that like this movie. Anyway. <laughs> like so, me. There's stupid people of all colors and creeds. There are. If this election cycle has proved nothing, it's never underestimate the power of large groups of stupid motherfuckers. And that's anyway. all political we're going to get <laughs> today on the show. Political. All right, go on. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, by the way, person who said we shouldn't be political. Sorry. I that apologize. was me. Fuck you, Sean. No, that was the guy who wrote in and stopped listening to our show. Uh, he didn't Fuck stop you. listening to the show. Oh, well, he unfollowed us on Facebook. Listeners on film, bitch. That's fine. So Anyway, so what I learned about these movies, because I could tell that this movie was pretty similar. Like, they're all the same. They have a sh bullshit story. The acting's not great. It's not shot super well. They'll grab some celebrities here and there. Uh, but the thing is, is I, I can't help it, but fucking Medea is hilarious. Like, <laughs> her, hilarious. like Tyler Perry as Medea just running her mouth the whole movie is fucking priceless. Like, I, yeah. I hated the movie. The movie sucks, but throughout it, I laugh my ass off because <laughs> she's just like. So inappropriate all the time, and so and I'm I'm working on a Medea impression for everybody because you know that I can only do black people's voices. I love <laughs> it. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm working. Well, I used to be oh Lord, what are we gonna do? But that was <laughs> South. That was my impression of South Park's impression of it. Anyway, oh my this God, movie's it's nuts. It's so it starts out with Medea apparently works with the mom from Friday at a like a department store, and she they had to dress her up like a lady Santa Claus <laughs> during it. And, you know, she's inappropriate. She yells at people. Anyway, the whole movie surrounds around this town who it has this winter jubilee party that they're going to do. And, and it, I... <laughs> when you can't even repeat back the plot. I can't. Just, if you like watching what Eddie Murphy used to do, but funnier, Medea. Mm -hmm. You said okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that should just be the tagline on every Medea movie from here on out. Can that do you like Eddie Murphy? Neither do we. Watch <laughs> Tyler Perry's Medea in blank. Oh my wow. gosh. Okay. Um, wow. Is all that right. all you guys say, dude? No, well, yeah, that's like, I, I had to mention that I watched it. I want everybody to know out there that I'm an equal opportunity, terrible Christmas watcher. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so, and, that's awesome. And I also watched Deck the Halls. Which, oh, yes, a glor glorious shit show! Is that the one with Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito? Yes. Oh, yes. Is it like decorate their house the best? But isn't there? Isn't no, there two it's not really about famous... who can decorate their house the best. That's what I thought. Matthew Broderick's not decorating his house at all. Danny DeVito's just decorating his house across the street to the point where his goal is, which he told the news crew that came to his house because of his crazy light display, is that he needs to have his light display seen from space, and until that happens, he won't stop adding to it. Oh wow. Oh wow. In the process Ooh. alienating his family, getting into a war with the neighbor who then alienates his family, and then everybody, all the lights that they used, the two men who are left in their houses near the end of the movie without their families because of this terrible war, they go and they take all the lights from the house and they use them to make a path from the hotel that all the wives and children are staying at all the way back to their neighborhood to their house. <laughs> And the then I, end. then I, then, then, it's actually kind of sweet. then the movie, yeah. then, yeah, oh it's kind of sweet. Then the movie <laughs> ended and I slowly pulled the gun out of my mouth. <laughs> isn't, uh, just real quick, I know, I know we're trying to wrap up, but isn't, um, Charlotte from Sex and the City, she plays Matthew Broderick's wife, right? Yes. Oh, by the way, Matthew Broderick, who I thought looked puffy in this movie, I was like, man, he put on some weight. He takes off his shirt at one point and he's just ripped. Really? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Nice. It looked like Ferris Bueller. It was like that. That's when he should have made his next Ferris Bueller movie, which was like, "Hey, being this kind of a douchebag and not going to class, 
he ended up in prison and look at him. He did all these push-ups. <laughs> I would watch that movie. That'd be funny. I would watch that movie. I would, also, fairy fairy I would also watch day. shirtless Matthew Broderick. I, give Cameron I still something have, to do, he's not I still have a crush right on him. I can't help it. Yeah. Like me and Leonardo DiCaprio, he's still puffy, but I'd still fuck him. Sure. Well, Sarah, yeah. you have a shot. I mean, his wife has a horse face. You could just go after Matthew Broderick. I adore Sarah Jessica Parker. I would no, never she's try great, to break up but their message. When I look at her, I just hear their message. Their marriage. Their message. <laughs> I, meant message. Say, I meant to say marriage. Mowage. Mowage. Um, I had I've had so a couple glasses of wine. It's, it's fine. Wings all so together. I'm going to bring this this home if that's okay with everybody. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, you for being a rebel, Rocky. You mean home for the holidays? You yes. Bring it home for the holidays. Dude, that deserves the highest of fives. No, uh, that's no, all it, so, no, it didn't. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. So, uh, so, it was like, fuck you guys. so first of all, we don't have any feedback. Uh, that's not to, true. To, to, to read. I wrote you guys something. Oh, oh yeah, Dave wrote us yeah, feedback. Yeah, you fucking Brian see, see. I wrote you, you guys twice. Things. Why don't you guys? Why don't you read the feedback, Dave? Dave? Could you narrate oh, I don't it? Have an email Dave. on my phone. Does someone have their phone? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be funnier yeah. if somebody else read what Dave sent us in while Dave's here. I'm all about that. <laughs> Do the, all it's a Mr. That. Smith versus uh, Mr. It. Smith goes to Washington. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So what was the, what was the correction? Uh, <clears throat> hello, nerds. Hmm. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I Thanks need... for making fun of a lot of our listeners. That's right? awesome. I need to correct the egregious in all caps error that Sean made. How dare you, oh, Long Dong Silver? Pop, Papa D is saddened by this. What did I write? Saddened, not saddened. Typos oh. that Dave does. Yeah, no, I am. Good. <laughs> uh, you Dave's made typos are iconic. Oh, you many. made reference to Rainier Wolfcastle, the actor who portrays McBain, as the one who remade Mr. A. Smith Goes to Washington. Dave! <laughs> Whoops. Proofread your shit, To be bro. fair, it's, it's on my phone, so these are my thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> False. You're like dick False, thumbs. all caps, three exclamation points. It was actually Mel Gibson, <laughs> <laughs> which was which was Mel Gibson who has taken his brain and put it into the body of a cyborg. Abby normal. <laughs> uh, it was actually Mel Gibson who was <laughs> influenced by Homer to make a more exciting film. See the clip here, and he gives a YouTube link. Jokes aside, great episode, and miss you all. While in Vegas, I found Deshaun dealing cards. We connected. <laughs> We got uh, we got so close that I got him to give me a kitten sent as mine was shot from all the drinking. What the fuck? Dave? Dave. I don't know. I don't know what that means. A resident Dave interpreter. So um, mine was shot since I was in Vegas. Give a kidney. 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 Not kitten. <laughs> Not a kitten. So, um, so he gave you a kitten scent as yours was all shot from all the drinking. I've not talked to him since. Don't worry. He'll be stronger for it. Anywho, talk to you later. P.S. I'd sit on Harrison Ford's face too, Sarah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, oh. I'm really glad you were here to <laughs> interpret. I actually kind of wish I wasn't, just so you can guys could be like, "What was he trying to tell us?" <laughs> That's how I react I'm to like, half your text you ever write, Dave. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I mean it's it's pretty bad. You you have you don't prove. No, I mean I don't prove. But Dave, you did have a good point. It's that kind of abandonment that pushes a child to become a running back for a major college, and then go on to the NFL. <laughs> So I, like, you need to kind of take things away so that they strive to become that. Yeah. So I took his kidney. And wow. 
Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> Merry also, Christmas. For the egregious error in the voice of Donald Trump, I would like to uh, apologize. <laughs> I deeply Ap- apologize. Apologize. Anyway. Uh, so, oh, uh, so aside from that, no other feedback. Um, so, guys, if you do write us in, you won't, it won't be right until the beginning of next year. Uh, lest we get negative feedback yeah, about comments. Yeah, to write in more. Yeah, lest we get <laughs> negative feedback about people, about our uh, offensive jokes against Germans, uh, black people, and the mentally challenged tonight, oh know God. that we are I feel like I feel this like, yeah, we, we spread it around. You know what? Like Guys, if you haven't gotten the point that we are making fun of those arguments and how ridiculous they are at this point i don't know what to yes. tell you send your feedback to brian <laughs> yeah i just i just don't know what to tell you yeah, just email brian and be like you're not on to me <laughs> i was so offended i was so offended yeah Dude, dave every feedback episode that part that you're on you always go damn that on to me I, <laughs> I love it well like like eric does it too it's the, it's i think the, eric actually coined that yeah, yeah. it's like damn the angry it's the angry 1930s journalist <laughs> yes no, damn damn on me. i'll put I'll put the sound of a busy bullpen in the background and, the, and like a typewriter because yeah. it's not like you're like furiously dictating it to somebody. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that automate. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's a telegram. It's a telegram. So, uh, so He's yeah. So famous. So um, I think it's a He's good time. In famous. That's even better than famous. Are you guys not getting it? No, I get it. I'm just okay. <laughs> I was trying to wrap up. Um, I know, and but this is a this is a trope now. I just fuck with you while you try to do this. It's, <laughs> just power through, lot. Brian. No way. So, uh, Sarah, why don't you tell our listeners how they can be a feedbacker to Nerdonomy? Uh, Angry Telegram works really, really well. Yeah, no, I don't know. Stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Five. No, that no, wasn't a full stop. That was just stop. Stop. Like, stop what you're doing. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Stand there, The guy's just stop. standing there, like walk away. <laughs> no, that was it. Go on. Um, Turn on every stop. Stop. No, what you can do is you can go to nerdonomy.com, click that talk to us button, it'll shoot an email right to our inboxes. Otherwise, you can hit us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Nerdonomy. You will find us. I promise you that. Um, while you're on our website, why don't you go actually ahead and, ahead and click that donate button? Click it good. Click it, it good. Um, mostly just because we could really use a new computer, and um, it would be really helpful in order to keep this train running. It is um, a season of giving. Yep. I want to buy... I want to buy... Brian, a new heart, and I want to buy Dave um, new glasses. And and you want to buy Sean courage? What the fuck? I want to buy Sean. um, I don't need no motherfucking courage. (laughs) I want to buy him. um, Actually, no, I want to buy me some cooth. I want to buy Brian a new brain and Sean a new heart. Wow. Thanks, Roxy. Love you too. I love you guys. (laughs) And I'm going to buy Sarah keys to the kingdom. Yes. (laughs) Suck it, losers. (laughs) Brace yourself for the next 20 episodes about how films all fail the Bechdel test. (laughs) Women in film, bitches. Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Let's dissect this bitch. Let's get to the veritas of the misattitude of Sarah Michelle Gillard. (laughs) Um, Listeners, it is about that time, but you know what? Just because we don't have any more feedback for the year, stay tuned because next episode we got something really special for you. This is going to moderately and wish special. Wish you a Merry Christmas. Moderately special, okay? I don't have the time to be putting as many sound effects <laughs> and music in as the last one. 
I don't know if we're ever gonna apply. I don't know if we'll ever top what we did there, but it'll oh, be we fun. Will. Okay. We oh, will. We but will. This year is not that year. Not that year. <laughs> Strap in for something moderately entertaining, fuckers. <laughs> Strap on, fuckers, as I like. This year yeah. we reach for the stars and gingerly grasp our neighbors. You guys better clear out your schedule for a solid 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> of moderately entertaining audio. Last year was Independence <laughs> yes. Day. This year is Independence Day research that nobody's really going to like. So. <laughs> Coming to a podcast near you. <laughs> Nerds on film do Christmas again. <laughs> Here again. we go again. <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> All right, nerds. Uh, it is that okay, time, so until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting Christmas episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com. Bye. See ya. Bye. One love. Later. And roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. No, there's only one person authorized to operate this sack.